right, guys, welcome back to a very special episode of the NRL Hunter podcast. I am here at the Cock House Lodge. Yes, baby, the Cock House Lodge in, I guess this is Bloomfield, New Mexico, just out of Farmington. We are getting ready to do this uh, match here, and we've got some very cool friends that are joining us for uh, the first time tonight, and some are rejoining us. So we're going to do a quick intro. Of course, my name's Travis. I'll be your host for tonight. And to my left is... Uh, Dustin Coleman. Mr. Coleman, how long have you been hunting and, and how long have you been shooting matches? And a quick 30-second uh, bio. Uh, I've been hunting ever since I was little when I got a BB gun. I mean, five years old. And I was shooting chickadees out of my, bomb, my mom's bird feeder. Yeah, going to shoot your eye out. Yeah, so doing that, grew up, you know, Wisconsin deer hunting. That was kind of my thing. And then um, started shooting matches... Uh, four or five years ago and really enjoying those um, but this is my first NRL Hunter match and I'm super excited about this nice sir uh, Blake Milford I'm from Pagosa Springs Colorado uh, I'm a third year PRS shooter and this will be my first NRL Hunter, <coughs> Hunter match uh, really looking forward to it I think the format sounds really great interesting and I just can't wait to uh, Get behind the gun and get after it. Heck yeah. The man of the hour? Dusty Brixner. I'm the match director for the Rimrock Hunter Challenge. Um, we're hosting this match on Gomez Ranch and run the weekend. Be a good match. Been hunting since I was little. Um, you know, BB gun and then ended up taking my first, first animal with a bow at 11 years old and been shooting matches for about six years so nice sir i'm john prop uh been shooting matches for the last two or three years here and uh started hunting in high school and uh yeah just excited to get out and kind of put those uh things to the test and see what we can do okay so John is definitely the pretty boy of the group here. I mean, everybody else here has facial hair, but him. <laughs> John, hey, our, but maybe our, not the pretty drink, boy, but the baby face. All right, baby face. You can appear, so I'm assuming you're over 21. I'm 30. Really? 33 kids and gray hair, but I got a baby face. Damn, you age well. <laughs> you have to be Asian. When, right? I, when I'm 50, Asian? you're all going to be staring at me like, yeah, yeah, I'm still got it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. It's either that or take pictures now because that ain't going to last. And then to uh, my, my far right. Uh, Garrett Alcock. Uh, you guys heard me on a podcast before and... Been hunting since high school and shooting since 2018. Uh, the first match that I ended up ROing was actually Dusty Brixton's matchup here in uh, New Mexico at Smith Ranch. So uh, glad to be back in the area and, and shooting and seeing what uh, we can come of the hunter match. There you go. So full disclosure, guys, we're going to set the set the mood here. Um, number one, this is a no hold barred podcast, meaning there's going to be some adult language. We're drinking adult beverages, uh, got some whiskey, got some cores, uh, you know, got some Dos Equis, whatever. Um, but we just wanted to kind of give everybody a feel out there what it's like to pregame before a match. I mean, basically, this is the first NRL Hunter match ever in the state of New Mexico. Um, you know, I'm super, super stoked about this property, um, about this event, uh, the whole nine yards, and we're all here early um, at the Cock House Lodge. This place is awesome. If you guys come next year, you guys have to stay here. Well, 
I guess I shouldn't say that because I want a room next year here. Yeah. But yeah, check this place out. It's awesome. Um, and we're just going to talk about what happens before a match or what people's expectations are. So let's be honest. This happens when we're hunting too, right? We yeah. don't go out without being hung over. Exactly. <laughs> so we do not condone drinking and hunting. So, this, <laughs> so why Travis is referring to this place as the, as the cock house is um, back in the 80s, early 90s, literally the place that we're sitting in right now was a cockfighting building. You came here, the locals came, this is where the gambling, the everything else went down. This was a very very rough place in the in the past. I mean it was there was a lot of fun that happened here, but it literally is exactly what they said. It they they fought cocks here. It was you brought your rooster and Hopefully your rooster was the rooster that won that night. And so a lot of cool history with this. It's it's not something you hear of every day that you're literally staying at an old building that they used to host chicken fighting. Yeah. I mean, it's very odd. It, yeah. It's <laughs> pretty it, cool. This place, this Travis again, this place is legit. I mean, like we're in the middle of, of a quote-unquote transition phase. The, the owner bought this like eight months ago. So it's it's honestly it's a little bit rough, but it's like so much potential. Like I can't wait to see how this place turns out. Still incredibly cool. Yes. Yeah, I mean and it's, it's only gonna grow from here. Feels like hunting camp. It does. Right now we're sitting in a full full blown bar. I mean it's got the epoxy floors, mounts everywhere. It's got the log slabs cut for the bar top. I mean. It's it's a fully furnished place. I mean, we got there's showers here, there's bathrooms, there's yeah, I've been there's everything for camps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could rough it a lot worse. And then you know, we always offer for every match that you're free to camp. There's there's we have plenty of room to park RVs, um, tents, whatever whatever you want to do. Um, it, it saves on a little bit of drive from where we host the match. We're looking at an hour. Hour drive from town, you end up camping. It cuts it down to twenty minutes, and it just cool atmosphere. You're hanging out with you're hanging out with the people you want to be with, and it's the same as if you went camp or hunting. You know, I don't go hunting with people I don't want to be with. I go hunting with people I want to be with, and and so good atmosphere. You can't beat it. You know, we'll, we'll have a lot more people coming in tomorrow night. And it's it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to this weekend. Um, yeah, if you guys haven't, I don't. Uh, Do they have a website for this place yet? Yeah. So um, if if you're interested, um, and I have to give it to Derek Martin. Um, Derek Martin is the outfitter that runs all the hunts on. If you've been in the past to Smith Ranch, or you've coming to now, we're on the neighboring ranch of Gomez Ranch. Um, Derek host outfit, sorry, he outfits all the hunts on both of those ranches. Um, around 45 tags a year, elk, elk and mule deer. Um, chase some lions in, in the later season, but he hosts all the hunts out of here. And so great thanks to, to Derek for yes. lending us this place. 
you know, letting us letting us stay here. And he he has he's put a he's put an incredible amount of work, and he's only working every day from now on to make it even better and bigger. So him and his yeah. wife. Well, him and his and wife. So yeah. So I guess to give it him credit to his outfit is called Wild Out Pro, and so it is WildOutPro.com. Yep. And so Dustin has a hunt booked with him in kind of through him, but not through really. him. But yeah, one of his full time guides. Yeah, um, in May for an orcs down in Truth or Consequences. Yep. I'm super excited about shooting one of them. I've I've for a long time been looking at. Uh, chasing one of them down and some weird things over the last couple weeks kind of came together that let us get that going and now yes second first second week of may i'm heading down there so all right hold on is the oryx the one that tastes good and yes yeah it's, and it's, not, it's not the one that tastes like ass or no, smells like butt right that's no, that's, that's, that's the ibex everybody knows this is no secret i'm a new hunter yeah you know, no oryx oryx is absolutely amazing um, cooks a lot like pork. Um, I got my girlfriend sitting behind me, Steph, and you know she comes from a world of never really being, you know, not having wild game. And right off the bat, is like, okay, we're having oryx. Do we have oryx this weekend? And no, but I should have. <laughs> and I mean, she'll tell you right now. I mean, oryx, hands down, it, it's it's the Legit. it's the wild Legit. game that people will never know. They're just like, what? That is amazing. All right, so I've been in love with elk. Right? Like we've been blows doing... it away. Blows, blows elk. elk away. Oryx blows elk away. Uh, well, I've had, so caribou, my, my dad, what's crazy, he's gotten two different caribou. The first one, absolutely amazing because it was earlier in the season before the rut really hit on. Yep. Second one was like heavy into the rut, and that thing was... Like it, you, you can't, you yeah. can't shoot a bad oryx. Yeah. They and they don't really have a rut season. It kind of goes all year when they're when when they're he's ready. when he's ready. <laughs> he, he does he does his job. So um, they're they're just amazing animals. But no, with wild out pros, you know if you're looking for a you're looking for an elk hunt, you're looking for a deer hunt. We're right now we are sitting in one of the absolute best units for deer in New Mexico. You can't beat them. And so you get a huge ranch, kill awesome bucks, and this last 2020 season they went 100 percent on their elk hunts. That's in, that's including first season archery hunts were still super hot. Where I mean your odds should be completely against you, and they went 100 percent. They these guys know what they're doing. They put the work in. It is worth your time. So if you're looking for one. Look up Wild Out Pros. You will, you won't regret it. There's, it's a good hunt, and it's a hunt that is affordable. It's not one that's fifteen thousand dollars. That's gonna, you know, it's just, you know, gets up there. It is very affordable, and they will make it. You will enjoy it. Nice. Now we were trying to do this podcast so that Derek was here, but he's got work to do. So unfortunately, he couldn't make it. But we wanted to give you guys the best possible representation of this place and, and um i haven't hunted up here yet but we're working on booking a hunt for me up here so hopefully we'll have some some stories to tell and footage of that you know next year um but check this place out it's really cool um but even if you're not doing a hunt but you're going to come to the nrl hunter match up here th- this place is definitely 
I've stayed in town at, at the, uh, the local restaurant. hotel, the best yeah. restaurant. Yeah. It's the best restaurant. It's cool. Whatever. It's what you expect. This place has character. This place has everything. I mean, the fridge was almost fully stocked when we got here. I don't know if that's normal or not. Um, the rooms are clean. I mean, it's it's, it's really cool. But yeah. enough about uh, enough about the the combinations here, right? Yep. Let's talk about some some cool stuff. This is everyone's first NRL Hunter match here. Yep. All right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put Babyface on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> what what are you expecting? What are your what are your plans? What are you shooting this weekend? Kind of give us your pregame, you know, strategy if you have one or don't have one. Well, Babyface is also he's doing. I can't thank him. <laughs> I can't tell you this is this is this nickname has followed me somehow <laughs> everywhere I go. So. Well, I I can't thank him enough. I literally two hours ago shook the dude's hand for the first time. Two weeks ago, I knew, you know, he hit me up and said, "Hey, I'm going to shoot your RO day on Friday." So he's going to shoot all 20 stages tomorrow. But then he's also stepped out and he's going to RO all weekend. So thank you. Heck it's yeah, greatly yeah. appreciated. Because awesome. we can't ha- none of this would happen without the ROs. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm shooting a 6.5 Creedmoor. Um, just kind of the rifle I first started out with. So going back to it and mostly uh, really just kind of going to see as far as spot steel and, you know, tracking it and. That's that's my biggest goal this weekend is, you know, find as much steel as I can and get some shots on it before time runs out. So that's kind of where I'm at. And then, heck, I think I'm more nervous about our own match than I am about shooting it. So oh, our own is easy. You, have you ever owned a match before? Um, I've squad mommed in local matches. I told Garrett, as long as I don't get yelled at by a youth shooter, I, I should be all right. <laughs> get yelled at by a youth shooter, I might cry. I'm, you know. what, what class are you shooting? Uh, heavy. Okay. So, I've had the opportunity to RO all over the country for, you know, West Coast, East Coast, all over the place. And ROing, to me, is, is one of the most gratifying things for the sport that you can do because not only um, it, it's going to be weird for the Hunter Series because there's no set course of fire, right? There's no, you go here, you have to lay prone, you have to do a tank trap. There's no set stage design, right? Yep. So to speak. So you're going to learn so much and watch so many different ways to attack that stage or that course of fire. I mean, I, I've learned more ROing and watching competitors than I have shooting, physically shooting. Oh, well, yeah, and I think, I think too, even just uh, learning wind, you know, you're sitting on a stage all day, and it's going to be all day you're going to study that wind, and you're going to be making calls all day in your head and hear what that shooter's dude, saying. You're going to learn more about the wind watching people shoot than you have, you know, in, sure. in years what of actually is. putting rounds but, down range. You came to New Mexico to learn how to read wind, dude. We were on the we were on the, the the river today, and the wind blew upstream, then it blew downstream, then it blew left, then it blew right. You're gonna learn a lot. The wind here, the wind here swirls. The thing that I love about this is that John's coming into it, never shooting a match like this. 
Babyface. Babyface. Oh, okay. Baby Sorry, guys. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. So, call him by, me by my so, title. Call him by his right name. <laughs> Mr. Babyface. He's going to crown with Babyface on it by the end of the weekend. So the thing I love about this is that Babyface is coming into this, shooting this match, never shooting anything of the sort, right? right. Finding targets, ranging targets, engaging targets. But now he gets to shoot it on RO day before he watches all the other shooters shoot it, right? Mm-hmm. But then he also gets to come to the end of it and watch all the shooters shoot it so he can see and analyze what he did at the beginning not knowing coming into it and watch some of the top shooters in the nation come through and see how they're building their positions and and taking the you know taking the shots so it's going to be interesting on that seven hour car ride home that we get to talk you know um and, and go over everything what he learned and you know go from there so those should, car be, rides, should be really cool those car rides are, are so much fun like you guys you guys should take your iphone and do the voice record sure. and just record that conversation because i'd yeah. love to hear that that would, those, those are some of my favorite conversations yeah. with new riders i mean new competitors when when i travel to shoot matches same thing i you know we tr- we travel with a good group of buddies from here and usually you know we got three three four people in a car and that's just you know, we start out the second we leave the match. And usually, you know, we got anywhere from a six to ten hour drive home. And right off the bat, I always start the conversation of, hey, wh- what was your favorite? What didn't you like? Because I always want to know what people don't like. Because as a match director, you know, hey, what what's good, what's bad? That helps me, you know, improve, improve matches every year. But... You know, one guy will say something, and it's amazing how you didn't realize that you you blew over that step. But on that stage, you know, he'll point something out, and it's like, wow! It just, it opens up a whole new avenue of man. I didn't, I didn't even think about that, or you know, I I went about it this way, and man, you're right. I sh- you know that that was a lot lot different. So it'll be cool for you guys and. Especially, like Travis said earlier, this is an open field. It's not a, hey, you know, you're going to lay down prone. You're going to shoot these in this order. And it is what it is. Throughout a day with 100 shooters, that gets a little, you know, well, you've seen the same thing over and over. But with this, the way my stages are designed is, unfortunately... With the short time I had, I couldn't set it up to be exactly of, hey, you got this area, right? But my stages are set up of, hey, if you can touch this, I don't care if you can touch the marker with your toe. If one of your tripod legs is touching the marker, don't care. Just be in that area. And so they're going to see a lot of different ways to skin this cat. It is going to be... It is going to be so many different. We went through. I went through some stages last weekend, and it was like, man, I could do it this way. I could do it this. I could. And right off the bat, I was figuring out. And there's there's four or five solid ways. And and that's already that's already been the conversation. There's already been three or four. You know, as far as well, should a guy set a timer? And you know, look for targets for two minutes, and then shoot targets for two minutes. Or should you shoot? You know, find a target, shoot the target, and then move on yeah. from there. You know, there's so every, everybody. 
I have no What are you doing, Dustin? So, single piece flow, man. Manufacturing. You're going to find the, for me, find the first target, shoot the first target, because at least you're going to get one. You guaranteed points. Well, right. If you sit there and try to find all the targets and then engage, you might spend the entire time and then get nothing. So, you know what? Let me, let me do... You could, but I think that's where the timer comes in. If you set yourself or allot yourself two minutes and set, say, your iPhone in your pocket for two minutes and an alarm goes off, shit, I only found three targets. There's a fourth target, but I can shoot those three targets in that two minutes. So you're going to no. tell me that before every stage, when the RO says, shooter, are you ready? And you say uh, yes. And bro, you I'm have going. to run 30 yards from your blind spot... To your stage area, you're going to remember to hit Have your Have you iPhone. seen my legs? It takes me three steps to hit 30 yards. <laughs> I toss the backpack on. I got phone in one hand, rifle in another You can't hand. have your phone in your hand. You can have a rifle and you can have your binos in the hand. That's, no, you're that's right. the rules. You can't have a phone in your hand. What do you do? Uh, you know, Single piece I think a lot, of us, a lot of us who have shot NRL are kind of used to that, you know, 120-second time limit, right? So I think... In my in my head, I have 120 seconds in there, and I shot the Hornady match. Like I ran stages to where I had a whole minute left where I should have taken that time, and I ran stages to where I ran to the last three seconds. Right, so I I think it's hard, and I think it, everyone's going to come at it completely differently. I, I agree. Just with like that. the stage, every you come to a stage, and you're going to see 100 shooters shoot it, and you're going to see probably 90 of them shoot it differently than the other. Right. You know, but the other I think you're I think you're overconfident. In New Hampshire, or not New Hampshire, uh, in Nebraska, mm-hmm. there Way are a off. lot of. We're going to New Hampshire. I got New Hampshire on my left, right? Yeah. Big so goal, in, huh? In, 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 in Nebraska, was way off. In, 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 in Nebraska, I saw people that have been shooting precision rifle time out because they think four minutes. I used to do this in 120. Yeah. They think four minutes, that's a, a lot of time. And it's like, I'm looking at, dude. You, you, got, think it is, you yeah. got 45 seconds to get these right. shots off. Right. So I've so time management here is, is a big I've deal. I sat there, though, and, and thought, like, hey, I think I'm taking too much time. I found three of the four targets. I need to start shooting the three and then hopefully get on my scope and find the last one. Right. right? So but, for me, obviously, I've been the one pounding the T-post, setting the targets. But I have not shot a hunter match yet. Obviously, I couldn't shoot Nebraska two weeks ago because – I'm pound. Here, I'm yeah. pounding T post. We in, in solid ground because it's yeah, been frozen. Out it's it's froze. You know we're trekking through a a foot of snow. I've I've injured the two people that came out to help me. One was my girlfriend, and one was my five year old son. He dropped a tree on them both. No, I dropped a hundred pounds of steel on my five year old son and a thirty foot tree on the girlfriend. Home life is not great right now. <laughs> but with, see the call from Child Protective Services coming. Yeah. But, <laughs> but but with that being and, said, and, and that's when you plug inreach, <laughs> inreach, bring garbage, <laughs> right? <laughs> but with all that said, you know, I, I've went back and I, not, you know, I, like I said, I've not shot one of these matches, but I have went about it of how would I do this. And the best thing I can come up with, and whether it's right or wrong, was, you know, I come from a background of I'm two minutes is, is normal. So I know I can... Hold on, are we talking about shooting here? 
Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Hey, so that's, that's, what's that? that's two, two minutes. Steph's in the background. Okay, hold on. I gotta paint this picture. I'm across the table. Your head, no. And, and no. 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 Not two a, minutes. He's got a bottle of Jameson. I've got this awesome Japanese whiskey that that uh, Mr. Coleman brought for that me. And Steph's in the background after he said, "By normal two minutes," and she like. <laughs> laughing at it quietly. At best. <laughs> yeah. So Two just, minutes is my good is my good night. I'm just checking but, what you're talking about here. You know, in my opinion, I I think I would I might ditch this ideal once I get a couple stages in. Yeah. But my idea is I'm gonna set a time I'm gonna set a timer and I'm gonna run the the two minutes of two minutes I want solid ranges. I want to find my targets and then leave my two minutes to shoot. Coming from an NRL PRS background, I, I feel like that is my best bet. 100%. I could be 100% wrong on this. I don't know. I haven't shot one of these. I can't tell I can't, I can't, so I can't you, tell you that's a good idea or a bad idea. So you're, you're saying go up with a set of binos so you can glass and try to find it. Yep. Range it. And, you know, try to find everything and then engage it. So, so for me, well, what I'm thinking, go up with a set of binos first. Find the first one. Maybe spend 10 seconds just quickly scanning nearby. Are your binos range-finding binos? No. So here... I want... I, I, the, and, and here's the reason I say <clears throat> the time, the way me and Dusty are thinking about it. Because now you're going to pick one target. You're going to engage that target. You're picking up your binos. You're picking up your rangefinder. You're ranging. Then you're picking up your rifle to shoot. Yep. You're doing that four times if there's four targets on that stage. That's a lot of time between. It is. That's a lot of time between yes. transitioning. So, but, 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 but again, it's a lot of time transitioning, but a lot of guys have horrible time management. Sure. And they're, 100%. Their, right. and they're like, I found that third. I got to find that fourth. I got to right. find it. And that's, and that's, and that's and really what it comes see, down to. See, my idea is I don't care where I'm at at my two minutes. If, if I did base it off of two minutes glass, two minutes of range finding. So how, whether I have two targets found or I have all four or three out of the four, at my two minutes, no matter what, no matter what I'm dropping to my I, gun I and shooting. Bullshit. I call bullshit. I know how you are. Now, <laughs> You'll be like, I can do another 10 seconds. Exactly. So I, the, can, right. I can hold on for another 20 so the, seconds. So that's, that's your mental control of right. where you go. No, give me another. Give me another ten. Give me another twenty. I'll find the target, and then I'll drop down, and then you're two targets in and time out. Sure. Like I said, this idea might get ditched. It might not. Yeah. We're all so new to this. There's really not a. Yeah. No one's got it figured out yet. Well, um, that's not true. I mean, well, Colin and Andy Reinhardt have it figured out. And Andy Reinhardt will be here this weekend. And those guys shoot the but you know, but CD they come bad. from a CD background. Well, so which do you. Is, sure, that's where you yeah. and I first met with CD. Yeah. But those guys also a lot of those are not a lot of them, but some of them are team match, which is where I started with the CD matches, right? And so I had. Jose Gardner and myself, where I go out and we find targets. I'm finding targets while he's shooting gas gun, right? And then we find at least four targets so he can get his part of it done. And then I lay down and I may have the rest of the targets. I may only have those four. So while I'm shooting those four, he's looking for the other ones, yeah. right? Because we've already gone there. But but this isn't a team environment. And it's, and it's not. And that's where that may bite us in the ass. 
you right. know, setting yep. a time may bite us in the ass because so, we're thinking, oh yeah, maybe but it we is can't find Nobody knows. So I for say me, if you can guarantee points. Get those. Points. Get those points. That's okay. Sure. And, that's and, what and I say. Hey, and well, and as long as you have some targets and you're vigilant about, you know, at two minutes I'm starting to shoot. You should at least be able to. If you, you have you, that self control. Yes, you should <laughs> I, be able to, to keep going. So what, what would suck control. is if you're if you wait from the two minutes to three minutes and then you rush, you know, your last minute. Rush all your shots. Yeah. Right. And and so this is where I would be at on how I think I would attack a stage as far as what I have for gear. I'm shooting a six five Creedmoor proof barrel XLR chassis. Um, on a two vet QDT tripod with Sig. I mean, Sig's a big, a big sponsor of this NRL hunter, and we can't thank them enough for their support. They have, correct me if I'm wrong. They've put a rifle and a pair of Sig Kilo binos yep. on every table. That is a that that's huge from Sig, and thank yeah. you. It is greatly appreciated. Yes, I mean all of our sponsors. That that is going to go a long ways. And I think Sig Kilos, at the end of the day, is going to be your number one, along with the Vortex range find and binos and the like. Uh, the he's, right? he's making bold statements here. But you're going to – hey, not everyone has Terrapin. I'm a, I'm just a trashy old oil filled hand. I got, the, I got the Sigs. But, you know, that's how I would go about it. I would go in with an empty arm board. You know, I got my Kestrel sitting in my pocket or my pack, whatever. You know, I'm ra- I'm ranging my targets. I got a marker on my tripod. And I'm writing. Okay, first target two point one. Writing it down on my arm board. Okay, I found my second target. There's you know two point seven. You know when I hit my two minute limit. Okay, I'm I'm dropping to the gun and shooting. Like I said, I think that's where could a lot be of completely us- wrong. I could kill it. Sure, who knows? I've never done of this. Right, How on, hard are these, these, these targets to find? How hard did you? Whoa, 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 whoa. No, don't answer that. No, these are blind sages, buddy. I, they're Gamer. hard. Okay, you're also, looking for, you're also looking for four targets Gamer. in a place where you have to find, Come on now. say, like, a landmark, right? Because you could say, hey, there's target one, but who knows if you're shooting at target three because you exactly. found something different in your scope, right? Yeah, so you you might think that's target one, right? right. But that might be target two. We've been talking a lot. I want to know, <laughs> I want to know what your plan is here. My plan is the no plan plan. Because <laughs> might be the it might be the best plan. And it might be, but and here's the thing because when you go in, like this is, it's NRL Hunter. When I go into my hunting scenario, I know generally where I'm going to go, but I don't know where I'm going to encounter an animal. I don't know at what range. What I don't know what conditions, what position I'm going to have available. So if this is to test oneself, I don't care where I stack up against other people. Right. I'm, this is a test of me. I want to go into it not knowing because I want to walk up to a stage and be like, I have to do what? And have to figure it out then yeah. and there. I've got four minutes to figure I it think out. that is, a, is a lot cool. of yeah. good, good setting it up. I mean, and, 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 and there is doing that in, in hunting too. And you can set up... You can set yourself up to a million different scenarios of, okay, I'm only going to have this tree branch. It's going to be a kneeling shot. It's going to be this. You don't know until you get there. And you can make yourself dizzy thinking of all the scenarios. I'm just going to, I mean, I'm I'm shooting the 45 ACP of rifles. 
We can all say it together. The 308. <laughs> I'm shooting, I am shooting a pig dog with 175 grain match canes. Nice. And I am, I'm, go, I'm going old school, and I'm just going to show up. And this is what I have to do, and I'm going to do the best I can with the skills that I've got and the equipment that I've got to do what I can at that stage and not try to anticipate it. What did boxers, what did boxers say? Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. Yeah, what you do at a so, match, right? So Blake, Blake nailed something there. Blake said he don't care where he ends up. This match is to improve himself. This match is to figure out where he's at. You don't care about the field. Oh, cool. You sh- you hit 20 more targets, 30 more targets. Well, you're probably 20, 30% better in the field than I am. But I know where I'm at. And that is, at the end of the day, this Hunter match, yes, it is a competition. As a human, we want to beat. We're competitive. Right We're competitive. Absolutely. I want to beat you. You want to beat me. We want to beat each other on the best best of days. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think really the best mentality to ever go into this is improve myself. I want to know where I'm at. Where am I? And I owe it to an animal. I'm doing this solely on the purpose of I'm going to go hunting this fall. Absolutely. To make I need to know. Hunter. Over yes. two days. And twenty stages, you're gonna have one hell of a baseline. Yeah. No, right. I need to. I yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing more. And if you don't, if you don't agree with this, then, well, me and you can go out back and we'll leg wrestle. But if you don't have respect for the animal and you're you're fine with winging shots that you think you're twenty percent capability of doing, get out of here. You don't. You don't. You don't deserve to hunt. You don't belong to hunt. Right. This is to figure out where you're at. Have respect for the shots you're going to take in the field and improve on them. But I think part of this, too, is like, you know, what there's a, there's a limit when I, that I'm willing to take when hunting as far as distance, range, scenario. And it's, yep. all, it's all based 100%. on that scenario. But there's not a limit you want to take when there's competition. Right, when there's a competition. And that's it. When, you know, we've been there. When we sit there, we glass out at... 875 yards, like, oh man, that'd be so cool. You like in the back of your head, it's like, man, I wish I could take that shot, but you don't feel comfortable with it, so you don't. Well, here, here, like up to 950 is kind of what we've heard to be prepared for. Like, heck yeah, I'm gonna wing it at 950 just to to see. And every, and and I know, you know, everyone's going to, but I will tell you as a little spoiler, I did not set this match up to see who can make far shots. If you want to see who can make far shots, well, join us in June, June 18th through the 20th for the NRL match. We can see who can make far shots there. This match is to see realistic, vital area shots in the realistic of where we hunt. I don't have 1,000-yard targets. it's, it's It's not reality. Yes, there are some times that that might be, but that's not the reality of it. But even then, 90% of the people out there shouldn't be taking... 95% of the people out there should never take it. Should never take it. Right. 100%. Even us guys that shoot NRL every month shouldn't be taking it. No, you shouldn't. I mean, I, I set this match from 300 to 700 because that is where I figured for my terrain, for my... I based it off of where I live. You know, that is your, you know, canyon distances. That is your distance across big, you know, sagebrush flats. 
I said it realistic. It's not this novelty of, well, I got lucky and I, you know, I nailed some, you know, thousand yard targets. No, we're here to see what you can do in reality. I mean, it's. I can't think of anything closer to actual hunting than what we're getting ready to do. I mean, you're absolutely. You're shooting off the branches. You're shooting off the ground if you can. But a lot of times it's elevated rocks. It's 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 it 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 is the actual shots you will be taking if you come to hunt here. And we're already in hunting camp having cocktails. We are. We're already we're already in hunting camp. The the only thing the only thing we are lacking is some hunting tags right now. (laughs) Well, we're about to get those too because I'm going to be getting some New Mexico hunting tags. Yes, I was and, for like night and if you are, if you are interested, <laughs> if you are interested in applying for New Mexico, whether it's you know you want to go through Wild Out Pros or you want to go through, you want. Sorry, I was trying to get another beer. So, or <laughs> two more beers, please. Or if, two more beers, please. Or if you, you four more beers, please. Or if you want to do, you know, on your by yourself, you know. Let me know if you have questions about how how our draw works, how how to apply here. Hit me up. You don't affect me. You know, a lot of states are like, well, I don't want to tell tell you because you're one person against my tag. That's not how New Mexico works. New Mexico has a set percentage that goes to non-resident, no matter what. So me helping you out doesn't affect if I'm going to draw a tag or not. Right. So. If there is anyone who asks questions about New Mexico, let me know. I am gladly to help you out. I can get you in contact with Derek. I can get you set up. So, Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Dustin here. One aspect that I think that we haven't covered yet was, and an aspect that I enjoyed leading up to this was, the game of trying to stay under 12 pounds, for me at least. Like, I sat there and... Trying to figure out what I had available, what I could get to try to stay under there. Um, so, like this this whole game of like researching ounces. You know, yeah. I mean, shooting a Leupold LRI scope because it's twenty point two ounces. Versus, no, it, it was kind of fun. It, it was, was a, of, it was a lot of fun. You know, the funny a Skypod thing. a Skypod is twenty three ounces. Yep, a Thunderbeast is eighteen. Well, a, like, a Harris with a Harris is right at yeah. a pound and a. And the Super Cal Atlas, you know, that's a giant bipod, is literally only three ounces heavier than a than a small Harris bipod. Yeah. So it's like, like it's like, well, the cow, I get ten times adjustment. Right. And for three more ounces. But funny thing is, I ended up so I I had this I didn't have to build a rifle, I had one set aside. I'm like, all right, ordered my scale, got it in, yeah. and shit. I am twelve pounds three ounces. Yep. Exactly. Now, yeah. now, yeah. Ounces, now, buddy? obviously, I'm not gonna shoot heavy, heavy class. Right. In my opinion, this dirty oil field guy's got his freaking Dewalt drill. XLR stock out. Making a skeleton HS. Sorry, sorry, Mark and. Eric, Mark, I didn't mean to drill holes, but I I had to get rid of some weight. But no, you know, it's like, man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shoot um, heavy class with 
you know, being only three ounces over. Right. If I'm going to shoot heavy class, it's the competitive side in me. It is what it is. I'm going to have a 15-pound rifle. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, I end up three ounces over. Shit. I got to lose some weight. So guess what? Kyle Miller, I'm calling you because I just have an old XLR, you know, old element. So now you get to sell a... You gotta sell a whole carbon pounds. butt stock and magnesium right. chassis because <laughs> I gotta lose my three ounces. Yeah, but no, it, it's been fun. It's been fun hearing everyone set up. You know, there's um, there's been guys you know that shoot the NRL or PRS full blown. You know, they they shoot for custom gun builders. They you know they they got everything you could ever imagine. It's awesome. And then I see them sign up, and they signed up under factory class. It's like, what the hell? Where you, you, know, you know, and they're like, no, man, I, I want to, you know, I want to play with this. And you know, they're literally showing up with, you know, they have thousands of dollars of rifles sitting in a safe, and they're showing up with a, you know, six hundred dollar rifle because that's, I mean, that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. it's not about it, this. Yeah. This is not as much of a game as everyone thinks it is. Yeah. This is a personal competition. This is what I would have bought in high yes. school to go out. Yes, we're, we're going to score you as a, you know, I think we're sitting at right at what, 70-ish? 70 with all the RO shooting. So, you know, we, I mean, we've hit a good mark. 70 is an awesome amount to come out with, and I'm grateful for every single person who signed up. I appreciate it. But, you know, at the end of the day, yes, we are going to tell you your first or your 40th. Or your 70th. Sorry for the 70th. But it is what it is. But it is against yourself. And I think if people understood that more and more. That hey I'm here to improve myself. Mm -hmm. I don't. You know Andy Reinhardt. That dude's a killer in this game. But he's been doing it for He's been doing it for yet. You know what? Hey. Hell yeah. If I could hunt with Andy Reinhardt. Man. Man. I'd trust him behind me with a range finder and calling shots. Hell yeah. But that's not this weekend. This weekend is about what I can do in my time, and okay. it's a competition against myself. So that, that, that's a great segue into my next question. Maybe we can do this as a, a, a roundabout. Um, I'll start with you, uh, Dustin. What would you like to take away? One thing, what would you like to take away from this weekend besides the trophy? Well, yeah, because that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> no, but what would you, right. so, what would you like to learn? I mean, what, what? so so being you know more creative, you know, with creative creative thinking on the clock. So you know, most of the time in regular matches, you're watching other people go before you, and so it, it clouds your mind as far as you follow suit. You follow you. Fo- oh man, that guy! That guy got two more two more hits than the you know than the other guy. I'm doing I'm doing the I'm no attacking that stage the exact same way. So and you've never do done it. And I'm you've right. Never practiced it. You've never done it. Yep, exactly. So now it's like, well, heck, you know, I have no idea what anyone else has done, so I've got to figure it out on my own. So yeah. so that that you know, fast thinking, creative thinking, is is really what I'm I'm looking forward to. And, awesome. and hoping to learn more of. So just being creative with, with the tools that I have. Yep. There's no, he did it so I can do it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you won't know what he did. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, man, I I have to agree with you. I mean, uh, see monkey, see monkey, do. come on. No, 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 it's not really our fault. Dustin took the absolute best answer. But I mean, I mean, I'm I'm obviously probably the the biggest rookie out of the out of the crew. Um, I I'm just looking at seeing professional shooters or or just seeing other people's opinions or how they even approach a stage. Someone can be the biggest noob and approach something in a way that a professional would be like, I've never looked at it in that perspective before, and give them, you know, make them think about something else. I'm looking for, for stuff like that, just how to approach a shot, how to approach the whole process in, in a more efficient manner. I, I guess that's what I'm looking for, it, is how to neaten that up. And Blake is also ROing for me. He's yeah. shooting. He's shooting yeah. RO day, ROing the weekend once again. Thank you. Yeah, which is why he gets to watch what everybody else does. Otherwise, so, like, yeah, it's all blind. Statements. Yeah, it's all blind. That's why he said he gets to see. You know, he gets to see. He he has to shoot it tomorrow blind, blind and hungover. No. Blind. So <laughs> so you know he he gets no, to, he's right. He, he gets to see what his idea was tomorrow. But Saturday and Sunday, he gets to watch seventy other people shoot the same thing he he did on Friday, and then I get to beat myself up over it for two days. Yeah, <laughs> damn it! Why, Why did, did I, I not do that? Yeah. <laughs> Baby, I'd ask you, Dusty, but you're not shooting this. Weekend, I'm not so shooting, but you know, a lot of other stuff. I think a big goal, big goal, because I I do plan on right now. I got two of these matches on my schedule to shoot, um, and. Really, I think for me, I really want to improve. So glassing is something we do. I, I okay, mean, so I, I don't consider like... Glass, glassing is a, a term that yeah. most people know, but a lot of people... So, that so what, Western hunting, you know, you spend a lot of time of, hey, yeah, I could go hike my Chevy-ass legs over there and I could wear myself out, but also... I'm also proficient enough through a pair of binos that I can decide whether it is worth it to even try to go. I don't think people and, realize how much of a skill set. That and is. glassing, no. glass. No, I'll tell you if, section if you're not glassing on a tripod and you're hunting the western states, you were wrong. <laughs> kind of are. It it yeah. is that is a game changer. It, it, well, and okay. everyone in this game is, but. I want to get back to this topic. Let's stay on the topic. Okay. So for my, for my thing is, you know, hitting hitting solid ranges. Um, you know, there's there's targets that are, you know, possibly be skylined where you could hit, well, maybe that was 600 yards, but I also had a rangefinder that flashed 800. Okay, you know, what what is my solid choices? How, how do I determine that? So a lot of for me would be, you know, knowing that I've got solid ranges that turns around, goes to the field, that I'm not going to make a two, you know, 0.2 wrong range. And now I just hit a, I just hit an elk or a deer through the brisket, which, you know, is an unlethal yeah, shot, bad. really, other than it will die shot. later on. You know, knowing that, hey, I got my solid range. I, I am 100% certain that, you know, that is what I need to dial. That is where I need to make my shot. Learning your personal limitations as a hunter, I think, is a lot about what this is about. Okay, so 
Which brings up a really good point, real quick, baby face. Learning, <laughs> real quick, baby face. Learning your limitations <laughs> is huge. <laughs> learning your limitations is huge because a lot of us, I mean, I think everybody in this room is an alpha type personality. 100%. And if you don't learn your limitations and you're not honest with yourself, what your capabilities are, you're gonna you, fail. As you're, gonna, you're gonna fail. At, you have to be honest with yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. You you can sit around and lie to your buddies that you shot it at a thousand yards, but comes down to the day it happens, you have to be honest. The animal deserves that. Right. Don't Absolutely. make bullshit shots. Right. I mean, I've I've guided hunts in the past, and I let my guide license go because I was like, no. I'm not dealing with this. You've shot your rifle ten times, and you showed up, and you I'm, I'm on glass, and I just happened to tell you that it's 600, and you winged your scope Kentucky windage over it, you know, 30 feet, and you let a bullet fly? No, I'm out. I'm done. That animal deserves more than that. Yeah. All right, Babyface, what do you want to learn this weekend? Uh, you know, as as far as you know, talking about limitations, I've I found in other matches that I've shot that, uh, you know, spotting steel is a lot harder in match conditions than you know you really give it credit for. So yes. that's one thing I know I'm looking at this weekend is really you know trying to improve that skill of tracking down steel because that's that's tough under a I under agree. a clock and then. Uh, the other thing is just getting the chance to RO and seeing the other side of it, you know, sitting on one stage and, you know, sitting there for eight hours watching how people approach a stage and how they call their wind and, and what they do and taking what I can from that. So Nice. So there's – oh, go ahead, sir. Well, the glassing part, you know, for me, grew up in Wisconsin where it was – Thick wooded type whitetail hunting, and now living out in New Hampshire, thick wooded rocky type hunting. We're shooting deer at fifty short, yards, short right? Shots, yeah. We don't glass. Like we don't look. Like it's you hear them before you see them. You don't even take binoculars with you. You don't. We don't. We don't take binoculars with us. So like, but I'm trying to do more western hunting, uh, you know, and I want to do more hunts yeah. like this. You so just like, took a couple of big, nice deer in Texas. Yeah, it, but and it, and it was glassing, and that's honestly that was my first experience where we like yeah. sat on a on, on a hillside and were on a set of tripods with binos and trying to find where where you, you know, know the funny thing with glassing is I've there's probably a a good fifty sixty percent chance that on a hunt I will sit in the same spot for four hours. In the first two hours, I don't. I am one hundred percent certain there is nothing alive at the in the spots I am looking. And then you know the sun's changing, shadows are changing. A lot of people. This is a hunting tip. It's not. It's kind of irrelevant for what this is. A lot of people think of, man, you know, you hit your morning, you hit your evening. Those are the hot spots. 100% agree. No one realizes the value of being on glass at noon. Daytime water. They they had all morning. They've sit in the sun or in in shade, which animals hate the sun. They they don't like it. Well, noon comes, stuff changes. They're now in the sun. 
there's a 90% chance that almost every animal changes its bed right. some point in time during the day. You know, a lot of people, and luckily for them, a big majority of the field is sitting back at camp thinking, well, it's worthless to be out there right now. No, hell no. At, you know, that heat of the day, that is the most valuable time to be sitting on glass. Because I have stared at one little ridge for hours. And I would have bet everything I own that there wasn't a live animal on that ridge. And two, three hours in, a bull stands up. And a bull, I mean, that's a big damn animal. Is this that story where you were glassing at like 800 yards and there was an elk like 20 yards in front of you? Yeah, I mean, dude, there's, <laughs> no, it, it is possible, you know. Forest for the trees kind of thing. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of times you go in it as, oh, I only need to look far. And that has happened. Yeah. I spend, I've spent a lot of time going, you know, you're looking at the, the furthest sections you can see. The next thing you know. Oh, wind wind switches and they're blowing out right underneath you. And it's like, well, son of a bitch, I should have been on that one a little more. There was a statistic at one point that they said like 60% of hunters shot animals on the way back to their truck for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm out of bed or whatever, you know. And I I could be wrong, but I think Steve Ranella does a, he had a little thing where he was, he broke down like if he, if he had a, a general area where he could look. From his point to out to a thousand, he always did the the you know five minutes of just super panning. Just what's out? Is there anything in the obvious? And then he broke it down to okay, I'm going to take you know two to four hundred out, and he broke that and he went through it really quick. And then Something he went off. then he went the four hundred to six hundred. He broke through it real quick. And then he broke the, and there there is there's a strategy to how you can break down this glassing, and it's going to be the same for this hunting match. You don't know if that target's at. You have to break it down in sections. A hundred, whether it's by range, hundred, or, or it's field of view, or you know it's seven hundred. So you're saying Steven, some targets are going to be yards? Shoot a match. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Steve. If you'd like to come shoot a match, please let us know. We'd love to have you out. But let's get back onto the original topic. Garrett, okay, so you got baby face. You're gonna be G baby. G baby, you see that one? <laughs> you got baby face over here with three kids looking like a twenty year old, and you got me looking like a forty five year old at thirty one. <laughs> Same amount of kids and everything. Um, so I think my big take from this is going to be kind of a baseline of where I am as a hunter. Um, I want to know. If I'm building good positions, I want to know if I can find those targets. I want to know that I can range and engage those targets. Um, I think it's kind of an overall baseline as a hunter. Uh, I, I did shoot the Hornady Hunter match. Uh, I didn't do too terrible at that one. Um, I'm hoping, obviously, to do better at this one, knowing kind of kind of a baseline of where I was at there. But I think a baseline overall for myself of getting a position, finding a position that's solid and making solid shots like I would want to in a field with, you know, if I was on an elk hunt or a deer hunt. Um, I think, you know, making those positions and and being 100% positive when I pull that trigger is going to be kind of the, the big thing for me. Just nice. making sure I have that baseline. Yep. So question with that baseline then. Sure. Let's say 
at the match, you make first round hits at 800 yards. Does that mean when you're in a real hunting situation, do you feel comfortable at making first round hits at 800 yards in that same type of scenario or what, you know? That's awesome. Uh, it is. Because, and that's a, it's a damn good question. It is. It's a damn good question. I think the big part about that is, are the conditions the same? But let's say, let's say if take, 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 take the steel target out and put an animal there. Would you feel the same level of confidence? Just uh, for because, me, just because yeah, I, I don't see that. how you could. You can't. Just because but, I did okay, that so on what's the percentage dude, less? Right? What, if you if you make first round hits at eight hundred, does that mean at six hundred or four hundred? Where where you know how are you going? How are you going to judge? Ah, right? Do I do I consistently make an eight hundred yard shot ninety percent of the time? Probably not. So right. I, I don't know that I would feel comfortable taking that shot. Right. I think if the conditions were perfect and I knew and felt very confident that I could make that shot. I don't know that I would hesitate on a big six by six bull, right? Right. Because I have practiced that. I have gone, I've done the best of my ability right. to feel confident with that shot. Now, if I shot that here on two stages and said, I hit 800 yards, I can go out in the field That's, and do that. Yeah, no, no, no. Absolutely not, right? I, I, but I practice more than coming to one, sure. one match and, and doing that. So do I feel comfortable taking a 600 yard shot? I mean, what, we were within four or five inches of a five-inch plate at 600 yards, right? That's still kill zone on an elk, right? Yeah. So I, do I feel comfortable at 600? Yes. Do I think my 6.5 Creedmoor at 800 yards is going to knock an elk dead cold? I, I right. don't know. I, I don't think so, but I haven't tried it. You and know, I, guess I, I don't it, and know I guess that it, I would try it. Right, and it depends on the animal, too. If you're shooting... An elk versus an antelope. Yeah, that whole there's a yeah. that whole that right. So, so and you're talking about too. You might be on it, you know, at 800 yards all day in a match, but you've also probably taken 60 shots that day, and and you've got your confidence. Your adrenaline you figured out. Your adrenaline isn't there. But none of us, <laughs> yeah, yeah, none yeah. of us, have shot an animal without shaking like a leaf out. Yeah, are you ready yeah. for that cold bore shot at 800? That's yards? Exactly. that's another very good yeah. point. Is is shooting these matches. Yeah. You know, your barrel's warmed up, and, and you've warmed up, your your eyes have adjusted. You've you know, shot a lot of the same distance, so or you've shot in the, same the direction, so yeah. you kind of know where your wind is blowing. Right. And, and it's, a, it's a blind stage, but you know you're getting ready to shoot steel. I mean, a lot of the time, yeah, when, you're, when you're hunting, I mean, you're sitting yeah. there like just I think you should base from but, a nap. But hold on, cold, <laughs> cold bore shooting at 800 yards and cold bore shooting... At a hundred yards, yeah, completely. That's a world of difference. How many of your average shooters different. pay attention to that cold bore shot? How many? Right. How many hunters know the hell but a cold bore shot is? No, right. right, yeah, right. So, so I think a lot of how you would break this match down is, hey, how many first round impacts did I get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not sure. a. I missed my first shot. Seen my correction, made it. Right. How many first round? And that's first round from that stage, walk up, and with us, we're going to shoot, we're going to shoot probably 130, 140 degree direction. We're going to be shooting across the canyon to stage one, stage stage five and six, oh, uh, somewhere, somewhere, (laughs) somewhere, somewhere north, south. All the shots are north, south. North, south. Mm Mm-hmm. Or east west, or east west. Damn it! Or anywhere so between. So I have. So I have a question. I've I've only really been exposed to western big game hunting. Yep. yep. And 
Dustin, you mentioned before you do a lot of, I mean, you're from New Hampshire, so you grew up on the East Coast. You do a pre- predominantly. I grew up in Wisconsin. That is not the East Coast. Okay. I'm not an East Coast person. Sorry. From the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Central, yeah. Central East. Wooded, wooded, wooded hunting. areas. Yep, yep, yep. Wooded right? hunting. Completely yeah. different style of hunting. Yep. We have two matches that are east of the Mississippi this yep. year. Yep. One's going to be in Tennessee, which is coming up here pretty soon. And then one's going to be at Greenies Place in New Hampshire. I'm super excited about that. Right? What are the different types of uh, conditions? You're not a match director, but because they're basing their matches on the hunting in that area, what are some of the things that are going to be different that you could foresee Uh, possibly? So I will say, so part of what I'm doing here is I'm also... uh, information gathering for to help with the New Hampshire match. Rudy and I have talked quite a bit. So I'm kind of the mole stealing your ideas. And Fair enough. Ideas. <laughs> but there, I, I will say, 100%. I don't think... I don't think... It, to set up hunting scenarios that you find typical within heavily wooded areas isn't a reality as, as far as the competition goes. Because it's... For, for what we do... You know, where I'm at, like, it's running shots in the woods. Like, you're shooting at 50 yards at a running deer. Right. We're pushing deer, and we're shooting at them at running yeah. at 50 And now, yards. now you're in New Mexico. I can't Yeah. I can't put enough trees out to to right. where, to where give them a four-inch, you know. There aren't you know, enough trees. There right. isn't enough so, trees so, to give them a six-inch gap so, that he has I mean, to I shoot think, through. I think, you know, at, at least at the New Hampshire match, I mean, it's going to be... If you've ever been up to, to the bridge line there, it's woods. It's thick pine trees, and you're going to have to really, you know, be looking through the gaps to try to find targets. Finding the targets, I think, is going to be the toughest. It, it, it will be the toughest <clears throat> aspect of that match right. by far. So I talked to Mike Milliken, who's doing the Tennessee match, and he's planning on setting up a bunch of different um, lines. Cool. Very that's cool. a lot of what they do out yep. there. We're in blinds, we're in tree stands, and, and stuff like that. So, and for I, us, we're on we're on rims, right? Yeah. You're on you're on the top of the canyon. But see, like like the Tennessee and the New Hampshire match as a as a uh, competitor from the West Coast really interests me for the simple fact that I've never been in a tree stand. I've never, yeah, I've, I've never I've even seen in, one. I, I've sat in, in blinds before, and no offense, but blinds are boring as hell to me. Oh, it's awesome. I sit there for 12 hours, man. Yeah, I'm like, I sat in a blind for a... Tree stands are worse because they're smaller and you're right. high. I sat, I, sat, <laughs> I sat in a blind on an archery bear hunt, pissed in a Gatorade bottle all day long. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> My but God. That's it, all we got. That's it was, all we got. You know, you work, you work with what you got. But but see, it, so the fact that Mike Milliken's going to set up stuff like that, like hopefully he doesn't have a stage where he has to pee in a bottle. But that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome, Mike. Mike, do not make, do that, bro. Make it happen. You, you cannot shoot until you've pissed stage. in the bottle. You better start drinking Gatorade. <laughs> 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 Four ounces in this bottle. Sponsored by Gatorade. <laughs> Four minute stage. You have to pee, find, and range and engage your targets in four minutes. Make it happen. So, Make it happen. For, for the females, yep. we'll get go girls. Or, or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot with your pants down. Oh, penis, God. that's must remain out during the whole stage. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to have a, a, a female and male RO on that. Female, okay. Hey, can I, can I not RO the piss stage? <laughs> <laughs> All you right. Know, 
<laughs> so the beverages are flowing. <laughs> oh, that, you said you had, you had a question. I had a question for you. Okay, so we're talking about East Coast hunting and West Coast hunting, or yes. Western hunting. Western. Long ranges and shorter ranges. Yes. Do you see NRL possibly, uh, NRL hunter possibly evolving into, let's say, hey, we're going to do a East Coast wooded competition. What's well, happening? Where no, 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 lever guns, open and iron sights. Heck yeah. Shotguns. So, and I mean, let's shotguns and slugs. Yeah, shotguns. Like, if we're gonna Iowa, go, Iowa, let, Iowa, let's Iowa, go if you were gonna hunt Iowa, I mean, I don't expect anyone from Iowa. Are we gonna do, I mean, we gonna do like shotgun slugs? Jim C. Could it? Could it? Could it get to that? I guess is what so. I'm so asking. here, here's the thing: is I'm not gonna say that it can't because if you ask me if I was gonna do another series a year ago, I'd have said hell no, that's stupid. Yeah. But here I am being stupid, right? Um, and, and I'd love it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it. I wouldn't change the world for, for what we're doing. Um, right now, I'm, I'm going to say that for any of the match directors that want to do a lever gun, a shotgun, or whatever, <laughs> they can set that up as a side stage. Right now, I would encourage anybody, you know, on Friday when you register, if you want to shoot a side stage with a 4570 at 100 yards... Um, as a bonus stage or something of that nature, I would absolutely encourage it. Um, for the regular match, it's going to be hard because I don't know the numbers of how many people have buy that those type of firearms specifically for hunting. Yeah. Sure. No, so, I mean you're on a setting up twenty stages, but in the East Coast, I mean, but like in the East really Coast, you're top. obviously going to have those. No, you're on a point, but but how many? But, but East Coast is going to have a different. They are going to have a different right. match. It is going to be different than what. Which is why what I, I got to do on. a stage gun or a side. Yeah. Match. Maybe I'm not, you know, not saying okay, it's it's going to be the you know lever gun only or thirty three only, but. Tailor it to the region that it's in. Yeah. And, and, well, yes, let the match act- directors tailor it to to theirs. Like, hey, well, uh, look, I, like we're we're muzzleloader only, man. Like that, that's how we roll. And, and, and like, I, I would mean, encourage could, that. Could it be something like that? I would encourage that as a side stage, not as an entire. <laughs> yeah, match. you exactly. should do that. Just, just because <laughs> you, you have to move you, and reload that musket. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to be. You know, I mean, you have four minutes. No, no, like, go. No, no joke. No, no joke. I said this earlier. People laughed at me. If I could go to an NRL hunter match, like, and I could throw an atlatl at a hog at fifty yards. I'd be, be awesome. I'd be signing up for that yeah, stage sure. all day long. So, would I ever go hunt with an atlatl in, in New Mexico? Hell no. no. You would never but get it. That, that's kind of the cool but thing about cool. having, you know, guys like Dusty do, do these matches um, and put them on is he's going to be the expert in hunting in, in, in this region, type of in that region. And the other match directors are going to, you know, they're going to style it after their style of hunting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even like even though it, 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 it may not be all the yeah, way to yeah. be an all-lever gun or anything like that, but it's going to be... It's going it's it's gonna gonna to reflect that the hunting that they do in you know, that region. I, so, I, set up, I set up my targets, and I posted a picture on the NRL Hunter page a couple weeks ago. I literally set a target... And so I've been by myself on this. Um, well, that's because you dropped a tree. Full, the full disclosure. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't allowed my ROs to come really help because my ROs are shooting tomorrow. Right. So my ROs are not coming into this with an advantage over Garrett, that is also in John and Blake, who are also ROing tomorrow. No. I kept this playing field as even as I could. 
The downfall for me, guess what? More work. I've been the guy pounding the T-post. doing. But, you know, I pounded some targets the other day. And I went back, verify, hey, they're in the clear. Everything's good. I was just there pounding a 40-pound T-post through, you know, T-post driver through a 12 inches of frost. And I looked through my binos, and there's two, you know, 150, 160 mule deer climbing up. And I, I posted a picture of the target and the mule deer yeah. in the same picture. Yep. Yeah. I awesome. set my targets up. Where the animals are going to be. Where the animals are going to be. This is close to actual hunting as you're going to get. There, there is a pond. Guess what? There's two stages that lead... From the tree line, exactly how an animal would come out to the pond. You're going to take shots of, hey, they just came out of the tree line. They're a quarter way out of the tree line. They're halfway to the tree so, line. On, They're at the pond. Without giving up too many details here. <laughs> well, take well, so <laughs> the, the point is, the match is think gonna, like a hunter. Out. Okay, what range? Think like a hunter. <laughs> no, my, my point is, I set everything up realistic. It's yes. not no... Bullshit of there would never be a deer there. Why is a deer hanging yeah. out on top of the telephone pole? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not the name of this Skyline. game. I yeah. set everything up realistic. I mean, I'm familiar with hunting this. Do you know the distances to all the targets? Yes. Are you going to share that afterwards? Because I'm going to take, I want to take notes and I would love to compare it to what I got I, versus 100%. Cool. If you want them, I did that. I did that as an RO, knowing hey. on my stage what my targets were. After the matches, make, yeah, make sure, match, uh, but make sure Dustin doesn't steal my match director notebook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but that's something. Dusty. I'd like to know how close I am with Right. I'd like to know how close I am with well, my. I'll tell you how close you are. Should you hit the target? But sure, the <laughs> skyline targets. It's good to know, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, I just watched Trace yeah. go way the hell over my target. I yeah. must have. You, you, hit, right. you hit something wrong. So yeah. another cool thing, like Blake's talking about customizing it to your region and whatnot. I'm just going to give a really cool plug here. Um, Mike Milliken's Tennessee match. I know I've talked about it for a minute here, but he's doing something that I think is brilliant. And he went out and he's uh, purchased like two or three goats. Um, we shoot the dead. goat? No, they're dead, they're dead goats. Oh, but they're full <laughs> the full animals. Goats? And he's going to teach you on Friday how to process that animal. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so he's going to teach you how to break it down the whole nine yards. He did purchase one live goat, and they're going to they're going to humanely kill it. It's not going to be shot. Well, it, it's not part of the match. It's going to be humanely killed, and he's going to teach you how to skin it and the Go whole nine the process, it, the full process at that match. And then that's going to be the animal that we eat for the match meals all weekend. Cool. So he's going to take you from beginning to end. Of processing a, a game animal, um, and a lot of people have never ate goat before. No, so it's going to be a really cool experience. No. And I've heard, depending on how you process goat, or I mean how you prepare the goat, the goat can be really can be good. Really good. I've I've had plenty of it. So so, I want to hit something real quick before I lose my train of thought because I'm a lot in right now. Jameson, but <laughs> I took a three year. Three years ago, I took a mule deer in Utah at 900 yards. Wow. Okay. Long and shot. It's a poke. It's on video. It's on poke. I can pull the video right now. 
It's okay. Our viewers can't see it. It's on video. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but you can see the reaction of everyone else. And, you know, in that condition, with me being able to really study it, I'd, I'd watch this animal for probably 45 minutes before I shot it. Reality. I mean, I watched it come out, feed, started working its way back to its bed, found where, you know, hey, it's stopping. It's, you know, a lot of times people take shots and an animal steps out of a shot. You know, they were probably solid at making that shot if that animal would have stayed there. But you got to know your targets. You've got to know your animals of when they're going to step out, when they're not. And you got to figure now, Dusty himself has had, what, you're shooting at 900 yards consistently yeah. with 12 seconds a shot. Exactly. At a stage, right? And so, so having 45 minutes, that's a lot of time to analyze that. I took, I took a 900-yard shot on video, and a buck went down, all great, right? Do I now consider myself capable of taking every 900-yard shot? No. I have walked away and not taken 500-yard shots since I've taken that 900-yard kill. You it's also all know. about knowing knowing your animal, knowing your shot, knowing your condition. Yeah. And this you, is going to teach it. You live and look at these animals all year, every year. Exactly. Some guy from Michigan comes out to Colorado it, and spends they don't know a, how, cu- a couple of hours. They don't know how an elk moves through the trees. Well... Luckily for me, I you get I get to know house. how an elk moves. Oh, I don't know how a whitetail moves through the wooded area back east. Right. Hey, the only the, reason I know how a whitetail moves back east is because I watched Steve Rinella. Exactly, yeah. but it is about knowing your shot. And you know right. what, Steve Rinella, you kill it. He's that awesome. dude, that yeah. dude, absolutely We've all got man crushes on you. He's we do. more for the sport of hunting than I can honestly say just about anybody else. I I but, think Steve right. Rinella's, but. It is about knowing what you are after. Yeah. Okay, here. You guys, we're, we're an hour oh, an hour plus into this podcast. And we could talk for another hour easy, easy if we wanted to. So let's do this. We're going to do this quick wrap-up. 30-second last thought you want to tell the audience. If you have something, you got 30 seconds. If you don't have anything, no worries. We'll just skip over you. We're going to start this time with G-Baby. 30 seconds. I think, uh, guys... Come out, come out with whatever you have, and mm-hmm. and shoot, and learn your limit. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing is learning your personal limit and what you're comfortable with and what you can deal with. And I, I think that's my thirty seconds. I will check my time. <laughs> Very political. <Wow>. I <laughs> 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 yield. Baby face. Baby face. <laughs> no, I uh, I think that's that's the best thing you can do is come out and you know try and figure out. Figure out your your range that you're comfortable with, and you know, give you a realistic idea of what you feel good taking an animal at, and walk away, you know, with that knowledge. So that's, I don't know, that's G baby put it perfectly. So, <laughs> so for me, you know what? We live in crazy times. We know everyone's living in ammo shortage, whether you're buying factory ammo or you're reloading. If you're not capable of, you know, or comfortable with shooting what you have, get with your local, you know, who's the closest MAC director. Come help them. There is still 
even if you don't shoot it, there is still a ton of knowledge to learn. And so take advantage of it. It don't cost you nothing to come RO. Get with your match director. Help them out. It is greatly appreciated. You're still going to walk away from the weekend with a ton of knowledge, whether you shoot or not. There you go. Yeah, I... Um, you know, it's just reiterating what everyone else says. You, you're never going to know if you don't show. You know, you're not going to know where you measure up to yourself as a hunter. You're not going to know your own personal limits. Come out and find, you know, find out what kind of hunter you are. You don't need to. You're not co- competing with other people. Yeah, there's there's ranks and all that stuff, but it's it's more about learning yourself about your yeah. Yourself and your personal limitations as a hunter and what you can do ethically to be a good hunter and, and put meat on the table. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, now that I'm last, I feel like all the ideas are taken. But You're not last, I'm last. <laughs> you got the first good idea the last right. time. Right, <laughs> well, and, and so yeah, I mean, it's, it's for me, I'm out here trying to figure out, trying to better my skills and, and maybe taking the risks here. So, you know, risks that... I wouldn't feel comfortable with in a hunting situation when there's a, a real animal on the line, just so I know where I'm at. But you were playing it smart. You were coming from, you know how to hunt wooded areas, but you also have a western hunt in May. And so I, what what better way to be prepared for an oryx hunt? That right. is a yeah, exactly. that is a freaking top notch like. You can't beat it. Right. And Dustin is, you know, he's going to take knowledge from this sure. match. It's his practical and it, application. And in possible. May, he's going to be yeah. able to apply that. I guarantee you some yeah. point in time this weekend, something in May on his Oryx hunt is going to come For in sure. play. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and that's, I will feel more comfortable as a hunter in that situation. And, 100%. And, you know, and, yeah, I'm just, I'm... And you have to share some of that meat with us if you get one. Yes. (laughs) I've heard enough about it. I have way too many mouths to feed at home. I'm happy to be here and I don't know what to do with my hands. Right. (laughs) But like you said, the animal deserves it. The The animal animal deserves it. Right. Absolutely. And that's that's what it really in the end it it comes down to. So yeah, I'm excited to learn a whole bunch of what I am capable of. Isn't that the whole thing? Making better hunters? The comfort and the confidence in the setting. Yep. Making so, all, all great suggestions. One thing that I want to add to in my last 30-second uh, spill here is no excuses. And, and what I mean by no excuses, the NRO Hunter has uh, the LRP, the Loner Rifle Program. So if you don't have a rifle, um, we have rifles that will lend you. We have ammo while supplies last that will provide. Um, we filled up all three for this match. Yeah, we're right? using all three loaner rifles for this match this weekend for, for competitors. Everyone will help you. It's yeah. awesome. Everyone's going to help you. Um, I'm lending out binos. I'm lending out rangefinders. I'm lending out whatever gear you think that you're lacking or that you want to try. Um, we will help provide it. So all my tripods and binos are all going to people coming this weekend. Yep. And, and, and I'm grateful to do it. Absolutely. Yep. 100%. And our, our youth and our women, come out here. You guys have to come out here and, and put the iPhone down, put the Kindle down, put the, put the video games away, and come out and explore and, and be a part of, of nature and get around a, a 
bunch of great people with bad mouths, <laughs> but good intentions and big hearts. Yeah. Sh- shameless plug for myself, but <laughs> I, I I can't say it enough. We love you, shooters. You are our future, mm-hmm. parents. It don't matter what match we run here in New Mexico. As long as I'm the match director, you shoot for free. There you go. Your dad signs up and he's got four kids. Bring them. They are shooting for free. I am feeding them. I am taking care of them. They are shooting the. It is here. You know, we're here to make everyone better. And I, I am here to help families, especially in the weird times we live in. They're going to have a great time. If you have kids, bring them to New Mexico. They will shoot for free. The, the NRL Hunter Series is not just a series, it's a community, and everybody that's been a part of the NRL community, and as its community expands, is here to help out. So, um, I know people are, are still saying, wanted, wanted to say a couple of things, but we're, we're running out of time here, guys. We have a match to shoot and get ready for tomorrow. Um, for everybody out there that's listening, we appreciate you tuning in. Um, hopefully you guys like the show, and hopefully we'll see you guys at a match. For more information, go to nrlhunter.org. For more information on the Wild Out Pro, go to wildoutpro.com, I believe it is. Yes, sir. Um, if you have information about or need information about hunting in New Mexico, uh, hit up those guys or hit up Dusty, and, and it's going to be an awesome time. Can't wait to share the after-action report with you guys. So uh, stay tuned. We appreciate you. Keep shooting. We'll see you on the match. Travis, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys.